I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. Well, we're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Michet. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the program. Uh, Great to connect with all of you here. People getting in the chat. I had some stuff to do with Yoshi, my little fur baby, little fur baby Pekingese. Um, so the chat got opened a little later. So I see people getting in. Welcome, everyone. If you're new to the program, great that you found us. Welcome. And I hope you will resonate and have this be part of your path, your program, your home, your place. Uh, so if you're in the chat, that's great. If you're listening as a guest, that's fine. If you want to interact in the chat, you need to just do a po- uh, profile through BTR. If you have a question, a comment, or you'd like a reading, that number is 347-539-5122. That's 347-539-5122. And then you press 1 on your keypad, and that gets you in the queue. So everyone, welcome, and welcome those that listen later in the archives as well. We're thinking of you at this time, um, this part of our path um, unfolding. So um, I got quite a few emails recently about people asking that want help with their awakening and wanting to understand their focus and what to do, what will help them you know, what path to take. And I would say that that is best done in working with me privately, personally. I can answer some questions if you call in. I will generally answer here. But our path and what we focus on and our unfolding is so personal, private. Even if you're opening and doing something that other people are doing, it's about doing it in your own way and also looking at what are you healing emotionally, right? That's a big part of it, requalifying the emotional energy, the energy in motion that we are, how we express and experience life, right? So if you're interested in that, email me. I'm going to start a list because I am doing some other stuff on on the forum that will be a little more intimate one-on-one where we can kind of see each other virtually. Um, There's also my YouTube videos, not just the readings and the weekly insights or updates, but if you go through, there's previous workshops, channeling sessions that have some tools and transmissions, energetic transmissions that have some ways to help you. Um, Oh, Athena, that's right. I predicted that. Everyone, yay, Michelle, I received a grant for my research. Thank you for your insight, love, and light. You are so welcome. That's great. That is so wonderful. Congratulations. Um, 
That is good news. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so if you want help or assistance with that, call in. There's also one website, soulplayground.life, um, YouTube, Soul Insights with Michelle Mache, and also Awakenings Group on Facebook is a good forum. So, yes, can help with the unfolding, the awakening, and knowing what's on your path, but we need to narrow it a bit to you, to you individually. So that would be working more privately, personally, or in a smaller group where we can really hone in on your energies. Oh, lovey, lovey, lovey. So if you have questions, comments, I wanted a reading, that number is 347-539-5122, and press 1 on your keypad. Got a great guest coming up as well, Brian Scott. Um, he's the author of The Reality Revolution, The Mind-Blowing Movement to Hack Your Reality. I think we're all doing that. We're doing a bit of a hack right now. Um, also, I want to share with everybody, I think this is tea, Tulsi Tea, Herbal Tea, the Holy Basil, but it's the Moringa. M-O-R-I-N-G-A. Very, if you really feel the vitality, it's very calming, very peaceful. Also, antioxidant boosts the immune system. Um, yesterday I was having it while I was in session. I had quite a few sessions yesterday. And I'm, after I was so relaxed, kind of almost falling asleep, and I'm like, oh, my God, this stuff really works. It's pretty amazing. So, but yet you feel kind of a balance. It's an adaptogen to whatever you need, like, um, uh, what is it, uh, ginseng, especially Siberian ginseng. Siberian is an adaptogen. Siberian ginseng is, so whatever you need, you know, more calming or rest, that would be that, or energizing. So it's both energizing but also calming and relaxation promoting. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I wanted to talk, I, I did do a meditation the other day, and we did do an energetic transmission, um, I think it was two days ago, for the new moon. I touched upon that a bit, and then we just dived into, thank you, those that were on, it was on Facebook Live, and so it's on my profile page, and it's posted to the Awakenings Facebook page as well. Thank you all that joined in, it was such a wonderful mm, all I can say is delicious energy, just very heart opening. And, and we did do some uh, heart opening mudras, <laughs> you know, asanas with the hands, you know, positions, hand positions. Um, and I had, I got to tell you, I had from a client that's been with me since the 90, early 90s, on and off, posted, I remember you something like this. 20 or 30 years ago, and she wrote, some of you may have seen this, and I thought, because I thought this scenario, I was five or six years ago, maybe some of it in 2007. These are destiny issues. Always when I see things, when I predict things or receive information, visions, um, whether from source energy, spirit, God, you know, all that is, or my team, spiritual hierarchy, specifically, and the oversouls are usually the ones that are putting the information um, out there to be channeled and to put the storyboard together, what's going to be coming, what we're going to be living through, and how to prepare. 
when they are that long ago, then what we, they're what we call destiny issues, and they're markers in time, and they're dependent not on a time like a Saturnian time, past, present, future, but they're dependent on something within the universal consciousness. Just like when I do personal readings and I see things and I'll say, well, it's a destiny issue. So it's, it could be based on that person's emotional state, how much healing they do, whether it happens, the timing as to when it happens. But destiny issues are just that. They are destiny. So they're meant to happen. And so it's, it's how to prepare um, because they, they're teaching us something. They're showing us something. So when I see something keeps coming up in a reading and it hasn't yet manifested, I know that that's a destiny issue. It's a turning point. There's some awareness. Um, I took some advice from somebody recently who actually knows more than me in regards to stock market and finance, but my intuition was telling me to do something else. And actually, unfortunately, I listened to their advice and my intuition was right. And um, so I have to kind of sit with that with myself because sometimes you just don't know when you trust the quote-unquote expert and when is your intuition coming through that the improbable is going to happen because there is something greater in that situation, in that scenario. But I know that it's preparing me for something else and it's, it's a pause. I mean, it's not something that's totally horrible, you know, that what ended up happening. But it just goes to show that sometimes the, you can get the message of what seems to be unlikely. Again, what is improbable or doesn't seem like it can take place, you can receive the message that, yes, this is going to happen, or you're right. Or the direction you're going in is, is right, is needed, is, is necessary. Um, or you have the right information. So, And I had been getting this in my readings that this was going to happen, and I couldn't quite figure it out. I couldn't figure out, well, what, what is actually going to happen, you know? And it did. And when it happened, like a, a day or two later, I'm in meditation, and I realized this was the scenario. This was the situation. So I would say, everyone, look for areas of like that right now in your life. And also, I know a lot of people are getting a bit antsy. Um, I kind of had it a few days ago because I've been – more inward in my own sheltering in place even before we got the message to do this, you know, from a broad public announcement, right? And I shifted. I thought, okay, that is a message to go deeper, even deeper within. I would say try to really savor this time as much as possible and try to go in, even if you're restless, because the natural thing when we're restless is to put our energy outward, is to do something. Is, and I would say take that restless energy and sit with it, be with it, open up to your higher self and say, how can I go deeper within? How can I go into that home? We're sheltering in home. But how can I shelter or go deeper into my home within? I've been contemplating this, this idea of home and being at home. And it reminds me of what very often we say in meditation, bring the mind home. Bring the mind home. 
So our mind likes to travel. It gallivants around. It gallivants in places and spaces and rooms within our own mind and externally to situations. It's, it's moving this. And how can we bring it back and go into those deeper inner landscapes? Because usually we bring it out. And some of it is, of course, spring, Aries energy, the Aries new moon. Ah, oh, yeah, sheltering at home, Tammy, artists in residence for me. Yes. Yes, well, I too, I spend a lot of time within and a lot of time needing to, to prep for the kind of work that I do, doing this kind of work. And, you know, I need to kind of keep my chops. You know, like some people play the piano over and over the scales or singing. I It's my readings and going within, making sure that I am honing that um, connecting into that frequency, that vibrational frequency, so that I can do it more and more and more and more at will, you know, that I can more and more stay in that, be in that, and tap into that, you know, as need be. And and to also, I have to be in that frequency to receive the visions, the insights, the messages. And sometimes it's a flash, but the flashes and the, the downloads don't come unless I'm continually in practice, basically. So there is that bring the mind home, bring your awareness home. Right now, the surface mind, the ego, as well as the surface part of the body may be saying this is enough or there's a next wave and we don't know if we want to go in that wave or how do we go in that wave. And I suggest and invite go in that wave. Go in that next wave. And and even though it seems like you want to go outside, you want to move around. The movement obviously is good and it's healthy, but I do feel like there's a, there's a bigger practice here. When I used to do um, meditation intensives through Siddha Yoga, my Muktananda, my, my Guru Muktananda and Guru Mai, two of my main ones, I have other ones as well, Baba, Baba Ji, Ama, um, but we had to sit for eight hours, and it was a good part of the eight hours. You know, you'd, have, you'd take breaks, but we'd be in a meditative four or five hours, and, and, there, and maybe sometimes six. Um, you get caught in this bliss, this wave, this, this amazing, it almost, I don't know how to explain it. It feels like cozy honey you know, that you're just, your body is held up by this wave of subtle energy. It's pretty, it's pretty profound. And in the beginning of my practice, for a few years, I meditated for two, two and a half hours in the morning and at night. So it's possible, you know, and of course there's yoginis that are, that, you know, do still do that all the time. Um, I've distilled that into my meditation for everyday living, the CD and the book and, and the types of meditations and transitions that I was taught, this transmission, rather, transmission. Um, I share that. But there is something when we get into that wave-like and how can we be present to that and stay in that wave-like scene or scenario, that space, that void where you're held up. It's like being in 
the ambiotic fluid, right? The cosmic ambiotic fluid. We're not in our personal mother's womb, but we're in the womb of Mother Earth, of the universe, of the all that is, cradled in that energy. How can we be more in this? So that is really, I feel the message right now is for people to be able to do that consciously at will. So I would say not resist, but feel, be present to the pull or push to go outward, the restlessness, the anxiety, the I got to do something or this is enough, and take a breath. And we may do something with that. I just want to make sure those that are listening by phone, if you did want a reading or have want to chat or share something, um, please press 1 on your keypad. We have quite a few people in the queue. And I just want to make sure that you are, um, if you did want a reading or something or chat. Very interesting energy day. How's everyone doing the chat room? It's a different energy. I can feel it. I've been the last, yesterday and today, there was just, I feel we're on the, we've been going in the descent. There's a bit more, but there's also the ascent coming in. Some of it perhaps is this, the new moon energies coming through. Um, you know, the new moon is an amazing time, especially two to three days after the new moon. From the a little bit after the new moon into the two to three days is a great time to manifest. Um, it's at its peak. Its energy is at its peak. And so it, that's a great time to look at what is new, what is new in your life. Of course, a lot of people are looking at loss. What, what are we losing? What is no longer the same? I think a lot of people are stunned. Um, Tammy in the chat, feeling the stages of grief, a lot of reevaluation. Yes, good, good, good. I just wrote on this for April in my blog, Tammy. You're, so you're ahead. You're, of you're course, doing it ahead. Um, those of you that get my blog, soulplayground.life. If not, I suggest sign up. But there's going to be a lot. Some of you are already doing this, but on the mainstream consciousness, this reevaluation. Um, I like what you're saying, Tammy. We still are in this grief process. All of the, and again, you know, there's some tools, soul path tools on my site, soulplayground.life. If you need some suggestions and support, this cycle, this cycle of transition and change, it's lost transition and change, that cycle of grief or the process of grief. I do have suggestions, tools, exercises, things to go do. Um, it's under the process of grief in, in the Soul Path tools on soulplayground.life. Um, there's inner child work you can copy and paste, download. There's meditations. There's videos. There's things that you could do. But, of course, reaching out, talking, coming to programs like this, forums, platforms like this, um, I, I want to say that, and I agree, Tammy, the cycle of grief, so some people are still in the shock. And again, it's not sequential. So you could go from shock to denial to anger, right, denial or disbelief, disbelieving. And then, you know, a lot of people I think right now are in the disbelief to shock. 
Some are trying to resist or bargain. When, when, when are we going to get back to how it was? When are we? Or if I do this or I say this or I believe this way, I pray. What I absolutely invite, and I think we're going to do a meditation because we have such a wonderful group right now um, on this, but let's talk more. And please in the chat let me know that, and Angie's saying, glad to be here in this transition, transformational time. Great to have you here as well. Now, Athena, let's rephrase it. I feel like Mother Earth is, is going through a deep cleanse, including on a spiritual level. Yes, but can we open this up so we don't have, we more move into a bit of the oneness or unity consciousness on this? Because it's, if we, let's take a moment and just take a deeper breath in. And I invite you as you breathe in to really connect in with yourself, your individual self as you see yourself, your physical body, how you look, what you're wearing, you're sitting or standing, lying down, whatever body position. And as you breathe out, I'd like you to extend or expand your awareness above and around you. That You can even picture this, envision this, and feel this, that you're as you breathe out, you're extending a foot, two feet, three feet, six feet. You're extending up, up into the sky, past the clouds, connecting with the sun, the moon, Mercury, Mars, all the planets. Again, breathe in, connecting with your individual self, the little self. And as you breathe out, you're going to connect upward and outward, get a higher perspective. And now this time as you breathe in, you're going to keep extending and expanding upward and outward, but now you're going to extend that outward a bit more so you are connecting to the trees, the plants, all of nature, all of the earth. And I want you to begin to picture and imagine, some of you may feel this, that there is this energy that is seamless, it's like when you put all the puzzle pieces together and it creates a picture. All the puzzle pieces contribute to the one. So in essence, we are these individual puzzle pieces, but we're all one. We create one picture and all made of the same energy, the same substance, with all the same innate intelligence. So the aspect that we're calling Mother Earth is us in a different form. Mother Earth is us in a different form, a different shape. What is our substance is our consciousness. And we are Mother Earth's consciousness within us. So what we, the very nature that we say we're connecting to or a part of, we are that nature. That tree is an aspect of us in a different form that you see in front of you or that animal being. That's why in certain traditions, in Wicca is in fact, and some of the goddess traditions, the, the, our animal being, cat or dog, is called our familiar. It's actually an aspect or an extension of us. Everything and everyone is an aspect or an extension of us. But then as our individual frequency, we hold a certain shape and a form that stretches out 
So think of this. Let's let's visualize this. Let's picture this. So I let's say I have a big scarf, a stretchy scarf, a stretchy piece of fabric, right? And I'm holding it in both my hands, this stretchy fabric. And now I'm going to put my fist in the center of the fabric and I'm going to stretch it. And so you see the shape, the form of the fist, but it's still part of the fabric. That is all of us. So we could all do that, a big stretchy tarp, a big stretchy fabric, and we each put our hand in there, our fist, and it's our own shape, our own form. Maybe one, you know, is a bigger shape, a bigger form, or smaller. Maybe one's knuckles are bigger, or one's pointer finger is, is more out, or one's middle finger. So we all have our individual shape and form, our unique shape and form, but we're all part of the fabric. We are that fabric. So one of the things that I'm seeing in this, because um, I always wondered how we're getting here to, the, to a more extreme or extended or expanded breakdown of structures, and we've been seeing it in the aspects, Pluto, Capricorn, even these last aspects of, of, of Neptune, you know, Neptune and Pisces with the new moon, um, Uranus and Taurus breaking things down, you know, again, it's going to happen in shifts or waves, phases, cycles. Everything is in cycles, trends. We operate in cycles, transits. That's astrology transits or cycles, numerology transits or cycles, the cycle that we're in. Next week, the post comes out. I almost wish I had posted it today, but it's it's for April because April uh, numerologically is a 44-8, which is collectively, which is a great reevaluation. And so you're going to see this reevaluation, not just individually, but in the collective systems. And I will say there will be another wave of this. There is another wave of this happening. We'll be prepared in an in inner, inner way. Um, and an outer way as to what we truly need and want, right? So the cleanse that we're going through, let's look at it as a purifying, not necessarily dirty or unclean or detoxifying, but I would say purifying in the way, because we, with that Neptune, with all that energy that we had in Neptune the beginning of the month, uh, well, we had it also in Capricorn, you know, we had a stellium in Capricorn, but around the new moon, Virgo is the opposite, so it asks us to look at not only diet, nutrition, and, and, and our health and our routine, six-house stuff, but it's also integrity. It's purifying our intentions, peeling away what isn't us, peeling away the layers. That's the purification process to get to what really matters, what matters to us on a soul level not our programming. So this is a great deprogramming out of the system. Remember, everyone that's been listening, we had Neil Hagon, Hagon, H-A-G-U-E, I believe, Neil, amazing artist and visionary. Um, I would, he's in the archives uh, on this show. He was on the, and he said, because we said, it's how, there's only so far we can go within the current system of rebooting, resetting, revamping, editing, altering, adjusting, remodeling 
rebuilding. But we begin, we're all at a fairground, and we begin to leave that fairground. We begin to leave that game. Uh, Athena, yes, we will go through another wave of this. Okay, so we do have callers. Again, that number is 347-539-5122. Press 1 on your keypad to get on air. Let's see who we have here. Hello. Welcome to the program. Hello. My Hello. Jenna. What's your name? Hi, Jenna. Oh, Jenna. you're in the chat. Hey, Jenna. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Let's connect. Hi. Um, one second. All right. Hi. So, um, like, I had a relationship question. Okay, great. Um, so, basically, I can see in disguise, but he, like, I'm not sure if, like it's worth pursuing. Like I've noticed, like a lot of communication problems that I've brought up before, but um, I'm not really sure. Um, there's it's showing it's a repeat of the past. There's a past cycle, which many people are going through that right now, where there's past cycles and learning lessons, and some of them learn and go to the next level, and then other ones, the learning is to go to the next level and move on. Do you feel this is a repeat mm-hmm. pattern? Yeah. Okay, so very often we have to go through the pattern to then shift it. So okay. it's saying it's more about you, Jenna, what you decide to do. I don't think it's like, I think you're going to perhaps wind out of this, is my sense. Uh, I, I don't feel like it's like uh, any major big conversation, no big convo. I think it's more about your own growth and where you want to go. And I think use this time to go deeper within the reevaluation. Like, what is, what is my life message? What, you know, what do I want lifestyle? What kind of situations and beings to support me and I support them and to play with, co-create with? collaborate with because I see you're at a split where you're wanting to let go of first of all there is some past trauma so I feel like this is a wound mate so look at some of the past trauma and then see what you learned from that and and how what can you do with what you've learned whether it's sharing it with others teaching drawing, painting, writing about it, or just taking that energy. You can even do a meditation where you see the trauma and feel it as energy okay. and make it a shape and a form. Or when you, whatever you're doing, put it into that shape and form. Because I feel you're at a critical – do you feel like you're at a critical time in your life right now? Like you're about yeah. to go to this next level? Yeah. Yeah. So there's just a few things that you're having to clear up and, and, and move through consciously – and then I feel that you're like in a whole new level, you know, a whole okay. new group of people around you as well. Does that, does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, it does. Is that, okay. Yeah. You, you, it's big changes you. for you internally and individually. You're so okay. welcome. Much peace. Okay, we've got another caller. Hello and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi, I was wondering um, when the when I'll be able to take this trip to uh, Virginia Beach. And what's your first name? Khalil. I'm calling from Charlottesville, Virginia. Khalil. Okay. Okay, and you're not taking it now. I do see things lifting up between May and June, and specifically perhaps around the eclipse season. Um, All right. 
yeah, I do think things are going to be opening up there. Um, yeah, so I would look for that time in that time okay. frame. And be, be, between now and then, literally and figuratively, get your inner house and your outer house in order. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right, Kilo. Take good care. Thank you. You too. You're welcome. Oh, Tammy, thank you. You could feel it. There's so many transmissions that are coming through right now, energetic transitions. Thank you, Jenna, for calling in. That was quite beautiful. I could so, you could feel, I still feel it right now. It's like tingling. Um, oh, so many of us, I'm telling you this, it's, the, the quantum leap is here, the critical point, the critical mass. So it's, it's, it's not slight what you all have been doing and what you've been visioning and what we've all seen and what we're all working towards or co-creating. And I really feel a lot of this was leading up. You know, you could see it in the uh, aspects. I also feel that that Saturn, because I've always pretended that the major changes come when Saturn moves into Aquarius and then when Pluto joins Saturn in Aquarius, um, and then, of course, we'll have Jupiter in Aquarius also. But Saturn is in Aquarius right now, but it'll retrograde back into Capricorn until I think it's there two or three months, maybe May or June. I'm not sure. Maybe June or July. I'm not sure. I, did, I, have, I don't remember when I looked at the my ephemeris. But because Saturn has a lot to do, excuse me, uh, Aquarius has a lot to do with accountability, self-accountability, self-responsibility. But interconnectedness, interdependent. So it's not the shadow of, can be uh, cutting off and kind of a my group's better than your group, or you know, can can cult cult leaders, you know, similar to Pisces in a way, but it, but it's a it's a different kind of cult. It's more um, group. It's much more of um, Pisces. The shadow, we could be a little bit delusional, like there's one savior, one way. Um, you're probably going to see a lot of groups emerging, you know, in this as we get closer to this aspects moving into Aquarius for the, the, the long haul, uh, especially Pluto when Pluto goes there. So um, Saturn is the beginning of it. So we got that, you know, I talked about this last week, that the critical degrees, 2930 degrees of Aquarius, always there's a crisis, a Christ point, you know, Christ point connecting into the light. There's a choice point, a choice within that Christ energy of the light, Christos. I don't mean it religiously. I mean it from the idea. And metaphysically, the cross, we look at that as, do I go to the left? Do I go to the right? You know, I'm at the cross or the crossroads. And this is about connecting more vertically, Right. This is about being more, let's see, Saturn is in, it's still in June. It's in Aquarius. And July, it'll be 29 degrees again. So look for something 20 in July also. It, it goes back to 29 Capricorn. And it stays, between, and it hovers between 29, 27, 26 uh, until we get to and then 25, and so it gets off that critical degree until in December, 
I believe it's around the 16th or 17th, starts a new cycle for Saturn. It will go into Aquarius. So, yes. So, and this is my thing, you know, I've been talking about this with everyone, is the preparation. It's because, on a way, you could say you signed up for this, we all signed up for this, we're in this together. Yes, it lives differently than what it we experience it because we've been experiencing it from a theoretical or simply spiritual way. Now this spiritual energy is getting stepped down into frequency where it's affecting our form, the systems much more extremely. It's been affecting them, but more like a slight erosion, like a river. You know, a river that it keeps going over the rocks and it may move the rocks around. But now it's it's more of a, the part of the rude awakening. It's much more jolting. And I also feel it's because also the Uranus in, in Taurus, that Taurus is Earth, terraforma, the Earth plane, money, values, principles, money market, stock market. So our values, we're having to reevaluate. And by the way, because I know a lot of you have been saying the shock and the, the cycles, again, we're not talking also about the illness and the, the we know that, that that part is, I think, for another show or program for other people to discuss because we all know the gravity, the seriousness of illness for the physical body, those that are on the front lines in the medical or first responders positions or grocery stores that are keeping it going. But what I want you to open up to, notice how it is, quote, unquote, in a way, the little people. It's the everyday people. It's That's Aquarius. It's the collective. It's, it's parts of the collective that are keeping us going, that, that make the food, deliver the food, that keep the grocery store open, that keep the bank open. So the appreciation now comes from, not from the big structures of save me, government, father in the sky, because we're patriarchal, we don't yet have a few. Some places it's mother in the sky, uh, not in the United States yet, but save me, old politician, old, you know. But now it is the everyday person, the individual it's not just the celebrity or the person that has a, a lot of money or discretionary income. It's the person that has, has little means but has a lot to share through their heart. I got on my YouTube channel, it was so wonderful, the donation. I've been getting some donations from people. And five, ten, twenty, twenty-five dollars. And it's not even the amount. It just touched my heart. I actually cried. Some people PayPal'd me and Venmo'd me, and I actually just cried. Um, one woman um, who I know through Facebook um, who has their own challenges and things they're going through with their work and the type of work. And, um, well, Tammy, I haven't set it up yet. I'm still I'm setting up the, the group because I really want to um, – I, I really want to be able to do more to support people. That's been my dream, my goal. I've been researching how to do this for the last two years, but it didn't, the, an authentic way and, and a, a, a reason hadn't come through yet. So I just waited and waited. And so now I feel that with this next wave, there is a way um, 
Tammy, I, I hear you. You got it. Yeah, you know me, Tammy. I, I have to wait till spirit and my guides say this is the way. They'll give me things to do to research. Um, I knew I didn't want to do extended readings. I may do that, but it's not about that. It's not about just the readings. It's And people have been saying, look, I want to meet more regularly because I'm going through X, Y, and Z, or I'm having this awakening or this opening, or can you help me on this part of the path? And so not only financially some people can't or don't want to do it personally. Some people do. I still have, you know, actually a thriving personal practice. I might change. Who knows? Whatever. I'm in the flow. But I do love the group. I love the group setting because we hear from each other. You hear the reflection through other people, and the transmission is very strong, um, especially you know, I prepare ahead of time and tune into my guides and open to the, to that gift that I was received to be able to transmit the energy. And then others are doing that and sharing it and shining it as well. So I do feel, and I've always said this, a big part of the awakening, because this is what my teachers have taught me, is each one sharing their gifts. Each one, some of you help you know, on Facebook, you help, you know, you actually even help this Awakenings community and the Soul Insights on social media, you know, the Awakenings Facebook page and in the chat, you know, by being here, by holding the energy, being of a higher frequency, answering questions, just being there, being present. So your presence, whether here or individually at home, is radiating out. You're broadcasting this signal of this higher frequency intention, intentionality, of unification, of love, light, wisdom, of just being there, of holding the presence, just being there, holding the presence there, being the presence. And so it does make a huge difference. Okay, we're going to get to a couple of callers before we have our guests coming on. Hello, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Thank you. Hello. How are you guys doing? Um, I'm doing What's your um, first name? What's your first name? My first name is Carla. Hi, Carla. Welcome. Thank you. Um, my question is, like, do you see um, where I am right now in this office? Is this a good place, or am I going to be moved again, or am I going to within the facility? Let's see. Let's. Um, I feel like you're, there's a holding pattern right now for you, but then I do feel there could be another move, and I want to say maybe more June, July. Um, okay. Work. It's interesting with your work. I kind of I get it's stable, and then it becomes unstable. Is it project based, or have you just been? No, it's not doing project more than based, one but thing. I've been moved around. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. Because it shows stability. It shows things like everything's like, like has a normal or new normal. And then it, then there's this movement. I think it's also with your company. I think there's a lot of changes within your company, but I'm hearing just write it out. To work. Let's okay. Look at what's coming up for you with work. Yeah. Work seems fine. There, you're obviously, you're, there's a detachment or some distance. You're probably are you working from home? No. You, are you in an office? Uh, not all. Also, not no. I'm okay. I'm everywhere basically. 
Oh, that's why, too. Okay, that's why the distance or detachment. Okay, so, yeah, you have this kind of hub, it seems like, but then you're moved around a lot. And so yeah. that seems to continue. I mean, there's a there's a stabilizing right now, but I'm hearing be, be okay to be moved around again, I guess is the way that I yeah. would say it. That oh, makes sense. Okay. Well, I'm not sure if this office is giving me a headache because – I just noticed getting headaches now, and I'm, like, wondering if it's because of the office that I'm in, but I, I don't know for sure. It's kind of a strange. Are, are you getting enough know. air? Sometimes fluorescent lights can do that. Uh, fluorescent light, is, I can turn it off. Uh, oh, good. Could, if you could use different lighting, um, that would be great. Yeah, I have darker. I can turn off the lights. Yes, I can do that. Try I mean, that. anything. I don't really know. Make sure you're getting enough. Yeah, make sure you're getting enough air in there also, and and try with a, fl- yeah, a little break from the fluorescent. the air here. No, do you, I said. Do you oh, think they can the- Well, I think the filters. I I feel like there's something in the air. So if there's air coming in, I feel like they, perhaps they need to change the filters. Yeah. Okay, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. yeah. I'm working on it. Yeah. All right, Carla. Thank you. Keep us. You're so welcome. Thank Keep you. us posted, okay? You're so welcome. Okay. Much peace. All right. So it is that second half of the program we have with us for our awakening dialogue. We have Brian Scott, who's a writer, entrepreneur, an epiphany addict, and an inner space astronaut life coach. He's also a futurist and focuses also on neuro-linguistic programming and meditation. Uh, His book that is out is called The Reality Revolution, The Mind-Blowing Movement to Hack Your Reality. Welcome to the program, Brian. It's so great to have you here. So great to have you on Awakenings at this time. Hello, Brian. Welcome. Michelle. Yes, excited. Perfect for hacking our reality. Thank you for having me. I think we're we're in an act right now. (laughs) Yes, we are. Right. So let's talk because you, um, I love it. You're you're like um, similar to me, and I I love. Years ago, mm -hmm. Marianne Williamson had a book called, uh, well, it's a women's work, but let's say everybody's work. But she describes some people having just a monochromatic coat, and that's okay. And then there, there's those mm-hmm. that have a multicolored coat. Um, and I thought, that's me. So you do quite a bit. You've studied quite a lot. Mm-hmm. You share quite a, a bit. Um, you have a lot in your toolkit. Um, your wheelhouse mm-hmm. has lots of stuff in your – seems like from your interest and inspiration and aspiration, you're a lot of times learning more and putting more in there. So with that said, can we get a bit of your background, how you came to this – where you are now, where did you, where was your starting point and your awakening into this part of your path and do what you're doing? I was just, uh, just anybody else. Just, uh, I have uh, a business and, uh, reached a really low point several years ago. Uh, lost the love of my life. My kids moved out and mm. was struggling with alcohol and was, uh, I had a pretty good business and, and, uh, but I just had reached a really low point and 
uh, instead of giving up, I started really studying meditation uh, and studying different forms of meditation. And I had a definite third eye kundalini type of awakening uh, where I had met my higher self. And I was told that some mm. crazy stuff was going to happen. And then um, mm. a couple weeks later, I had a, a home invasion in my house. And <gasps> oh my gosh. I, woke up, I woke up in the middle of the night and some kids had been robbing my house. And I had come up to the door and this kid was holding a gun at me and shot at me. And the bullet just bounced off my back as I turned. And it was really miraculous. Like one of those things that's almost impossible to believe. Uh, I wow. could see in the in, in, time had frozen for me and I could see wow. all these different versions of what could happen in that moment. I could see my dead body over here or I'm, I'm bleeding out over there. So mm. following that, I had witnessed major reality shifts all around me, stuff that didn't make sense. And I was concerned perhaps, you know, I had gone insane because I had seen buildings that have started appearing that were not, you know, there's a building down the street on the corner that's never been there. And it looks like it's been there forever. So I started exploring physics and trying to confirm this hypothesis that I had traveled into a parallel reality. And uh, that's a lot where my book explores the idea that we are, one of the things about manifestation when people talk about that is that you're actually moving into a different parallel reality where the thing that you want exists. And so that's yes. what the book is yes. exploring. Seriously. Wow. Love that. <laughs> yeah. That's it. It's there, right? So it's hysterically there. It's there already. Is it matching mm-hmm. the vibration to draw it into our experience? Maybe you can touch on that. There's, there's, uh, the, the discussion of maneuvering through different parallel realities we could talk about forever. I mean, uh, on my YouTube channel, I had hundreds of hours of it. It's very an intricate idea. There's a lot of there's a lot of different ideas to it. Uh, yes, we are constantly moving through parallel realities. But uh, the big question is when you have the big shifts, where you where you, uh, it's like the whole entire world has changed. Uh, I think that our higher self kind of protects us from that in most cases. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't want us to go insane. In my particular case, that when that had happened, I kind of, kind of summarized it perhaps. It was like a, I had no other choice. Um, but, the, but the big point of the book was just I dedicated, uh, you know, I didn't think I deserved the second chance. And I wanted to deserve a second I wanted to justify this second chance that I had been given because I was still alive and I shouldn't have been. So I, that's why, you know, how can I help other people out with all the knowledge I have of meditation? And so uh, exploring very different kinds of meditations on my channel and, and, you know, doing what I can to help people out that are in similar circumstances to mine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about the hack the movement to hack reality. What does that mean to you? Well, it's, it's part of the title of the book, but really it's just the, it's a movement to change your reality through your mm-hmm. mind or actions. Mm-hmm. We talk mm-hmm. about, you know, going all the way back to the secret, you know, that people have been talking about the law of attraction for a very long time. In many ways, that's kind of like uh, the very beginning of it, like a children's book, uh, 
Mm-hmm. But clearly, after you start to explore these things, you learn that your thoughts can change your reality. Thoughts become things. Yeah. And so over time, there's been a movement as you and um, a bunch of us have been exploring what this means and how mm-hmm. how we can change our reality and, and what are the, the what is the process to it. And so that that's what the book's really exploring is how can you change your reality through meditation or thought or a variety of different exercises. So the word hack is really talking about making a fundamental change in your reality. Yeah. And it does take a variety of things. I think I'm glad that you say that it's a variety of exercises, processes, modalities. It's yes. You know, in my, right. And if you can talk a bit about that, cause it is full on the physical. I mean, it's, it's uh, yes, very it's, much. So. It's all aspects of our being, right? Well, I think that the biggest realization that I talk about in the book is energy. When you look on the subatomic level, when you look at um, an electron that quantum jumps, usually it happens after it gets a sufficient amount of energy. Uh, we're very much like a subatomic particle in many ways. If we can develop enough energy and then go into a deep meditative state we can quantum jump into another reality. Uh, so my book explores Qigong exercises, uh, different exercises where we, you, am, you amp up your energy and then slide into different realities. Uh, there's, you know, EFT, like you, uh, EFT is uh, where people do tapping procedures, which can yeah. help regulate your emotions. Let's you, talk emotions. Hacking that's your subconscious a mind. That I think some people yeah. skip through. The tapping the emotions. Um, well, the, the what feeling is, is the secret. That? That, that's really the, the key. Yeah. What's that? Yes. Yes, you're right. The feeling is the secret. That's right. The feeling is the secret. So that EFT is part of that. You're regulating out of control emotions. So for some people that don't have a way of controlling their emotions, the EFT allows you to control that movement of emotion through your body, uh, among other things. Uh, really, you know, uh, learning how to p- create emotions in your body, learning how to use this process mm-hmm. when you're going to sleep, which is when you're kind of getting a chance to meet uh, that subconscious part of you. I, I believe that God is inside of us uh, and mm-hmm. is awakening every day. And we, when, especially when we're going to sleep, we get a chance, kind of like that movie um, uh, back in the 80s with uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, what was that? Uh, Lady Hawk, if you ever saw that. Where oh, I love night, that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It was like a curse. And then yeah. every night, um, yeah. one of them became a hawk and one of them became a wolf. But right welcome, there, welcome to the reality between the daylight and nighttime, they could meet each other and they could say, I love yeah. you, right? That's right. kind of what we have. We have this relationship with the God within us, and we kind of have the same thing. We wake up right as we're going to sleep. We, we get to say hello. And, and so in many ways, the subconscious part of us, which is controlling the universe, mm-hmm. uh, we're trying to communicate mm-hmm. with it and, and uh, kind of our lover, and we're trying to communicate with this. And we can communicate it through our feelings and emotions and our energies, and that's kind of another thing I'm talking about in the book. Love that. Um, I do feel like the byproduct of what's going on right now is for people to get yes. less attached, right, to the denser physical form. 
and connected to Absolutely. the energy, right? You know, yeah. right now we're going through a, a, a mandatory desert phase, kind of like all mm-hmm. of the great spiritual leaders went through. You know, Jesus went to the desert and Buddha had his time alone and all of the great, all these great spiritual gurus at some point in time are forced to with or, or end up withdrawing for several days. And then, then they realize who they are deep down and, it, and the whole world's going to awaken very much yeah. like all of those great spiritual gurus, because we're forced to go within and we don't have a choice. We're sitting in our home. Yeah. And we don't have a choice. And I'm very excited to see what will happen in, in a couple of months when people start to hear that voice. And sometimes we've yes. been ignoring it because we're outside doing all this stuff. So it's a very exciting time for me. I think this is a, going to be a huge inspiration for the whole world. Yeah, this is the time. It's starting to, it's happening. You know, it's interesting, it's Brian, happening. what you say, because we see this, and I'm sure you see it with people you work with. I know I do as, as well in whatever workshops uh-huh. or calling into this program, that many people have wanted to, they start awakening but the systems didn't support right. it, whether it's working differently. It's like almost like a rubber band. You get yeah. pulled back into the Michigash, pulled back into the hamster wheel. Absolutely. This, this constant tugging, and now the longer this goes, and I do feel it'll be in, in waves, it's almost like we're getting, I don't know, like unplied, pulled yes. out from it or detangled from it. Yeah, what's your thought on that? Well, you know, you maybe perhaps you and I were lucky in our awakenings because we had jobs or situations where we could we could spend this time on ourselves, yes. right? Yes. Some people right. some people don't have those choices. Some people are in jobs right. where they're work or they're in family situations where they they're not thinking about their awakening. And then uh, you know, if, even people that you've met that have awoke, you know, it's not always when it's super happy in a field full of sunflowers. Usually, there's something right, right. That, that spurs this thing to happen, right? It's sometimes it it could yeah. be a, a problem. A lot of times, something when when it's a struggle is when we we awaken. It's it's kind of a push for us. So we, people are going to find themselves in a, in a in a situation where they're their emotions are out of control or there's a struggle or something's happening and they're going to try to find a way to control it. And they're going to awaken through this process of self-realization. And you and I were lucky enough probably because we had the chance to do it. We had the the space and people don't generally, I think have the space and it's almost like some, you know, supernatural power said, okay, we need to give people the space to awaken. Yeah, exactly. And I'm very, very excited about it. Yeah. Well, I did have one wait huge where I, everything was taken from me, and I this is when I started working with guides and all the opening and the channeling, and right. then it was like everything was pulled out. You know, there always there's always a plug that's pulled. <laughs> now we have the there's always plug. It, um, it happens. Right? That I've met people that have lost everything, and that's those are the people that become spiritual. I I understand that, and that, it's really unfortunate because we you know if anybody listening out there, you don't need to go through the end of the world to awaken. But a lot of people yeah. awaken when it's the end of the world. Um, yeah. So um, why not wait till not? Why not wait for the end of the world to awaken? Why not just do it now? Because trust me, it will, it, it is worth it in every way. It is yeah. worth trillions of dollars. It is priceless. And there's always something that's taken, you know, away or brought back in another form. I think people have to understand that. But it's always yeah. brought back, you know. 
mine was a TV show and it came back in another way. I was already awake and channeling and doing psychic work, but more stuff was taken. It, you know, it always happens in these waves. But the thing that right. excites me too, Brian, and what's your thought on this? Because we haven't had enough, you know, it's been fringe, the outer structures or, or it's the, this in the mainstream consciousness of the values, principles, and beliefs, you know, that support more of a contemplative or meditative life or life that's including spirit. Yeah. You know, there's been little teeny pockets of it, especially with people awakening more to, to mindfulness, meditation, or yoga. It right. seems like now through this, that that is taking more center stage or more, you know, integral. I don't know what your observation and feeling or gonna... intuition is on this. You know, you you have that wonderful book about meditation, and I'm somebody that has a hundred meditations on my channel. I'm, I'm, it's my favorite thing, and and the, and what I what I can say is that we're in a weird time right now to teach meditation because everybody has their phones, everybody has millions of bits mm. of information coming in. So it's not like back in the days when people didn't have anything else to do and they sat around by the fire. So we're. Mm-hmm. We're teaching meditation and we're looking at these old principles that are thousands of years old trying to teach it. And for a lot of people, their monkey minds, they just don't attach. So, I, you know, that's one mm-hmm. reason in my, in my meditations, I'm, my first goal, my meditations aren't the be all. I, it's interesting. I'm sure you've had it too, where you do a meditation, then you get that meditation guru that comes along and says, this isn't meditation. You're supposed to do it this way. There's only one purpose for meditation, right? And you get these meditational elitists. <laughs> They come along, and it's like, I don't care. If I get somebody to close their eyes and start start meditating, they're going to go to the next step. I want to make meditation exactly. fun because it yeah. is fun. Meditation is one yeah. of the funnest things, and a lot of people look at it like it's a chore, like they, like they go do their workout, and then they got to go do their meditation, mm-hmm. and they, they don't want to do it. They just, I got to go do the yeah. meditation, and it's That's not so true. true. Meditation Meditation is of so much fun. So, if you go, if you check my meditations on my channel, they're all that's that's the goal. Is 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 we're going to make this fun. We're going to use music frequencies. If this is not, you're not going to reach the ultimate level of enlightenment. On, maybe on these, but more importantly, I want you to come out of it thinking that was fun. I want to do that again, mm-hmm. and then maybe you'll start exploring these other versions of meditation. But the biggest problem with meditation now is that people treat it like it's a chore, and they will never yeah. find the true benefit of meditation until they, they – it's like that video game that they love or that book that they want to read. It's something that they want to do. That's when, when I had my big moment where I had the – where I felt like in vision, where I had met my higher self. That, that was like a three- or four-hour meditation that I had mm. where I had gone through this very extended and it, and it felt like 20 minutes for me because it was fun. And I think yeah. that the, the great spiritual masters, they were not treating it like a job either. They loved it. They were seeking out mm-hmm. this meditation because they enjoyed it. It was fun for them. And then when they had these visions or realizations, it was a natural part that unfolded for them. So, that's what we so thought. maybe it needs, which I think everything, technology upgrades, so why not update, upgrade, update meditation and the idea of it? I mean, the principles yes. are there, the basics, but I, I agree with you. I, I mean, if I can get somebody, up- right, if I can get somebody just for two minutes to go into that meditative yes. state, 
sometimes <laughs> two minutes can be all it takes. Um, I know. I was just going to say sometimes that's all it is, all you need. You know, I think there was like this, right. right, this kind of belief that it has to be a certain amount of time, but somebody may get a right. line, might get in that sweet spot in two minutes, five minutes, you know, where someone's Absolutely. struggling for hours, but they're doing it a certain way. Um, right. What do you say to people to kind of bust some is, of these myths? Yes, there's myths that have been limiting people read or hear about meditation and they think it's this complicated, difficult, strenuous thing. And they don't want to do it. I mean, I, I want to just go have my coffee and just watch TV. So, you know, yeah. um, but it's not like that. It really isn't like that. It's fun. And even if you, if you try to go within and into the silence for two minutes, uh, when the, the famous mystic Neville Goddard, would teach meditation, he would just, you know, two minutes of silence, that can do it. That's enough. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that it can be so. Yeah. One of my years ago, my guides, and you mentioned my book, because it's a five-minute meditations, and I was, because everyone said we just want to learn. We don't want the background. We don't want to know about Swami Soso and this and that or who you study with. <laughs> but the guide said, it is you. It's your consciousness. So it's not dependent on time. Right. And that, I think that's with so much. Um, Brian, you brought up something that's kind of must and debunking. What can people do? Because there is so much information out there. And by the way, just really quickly, what is your YouTube? Um, so people that are listening Brian can go Scott. to that. You've got your, just look up Brian, Brian Scott. Scott. Great. And then the realityrevolution.com. Those of you that are listening, you want to take a peek there. Uh, lots of great stuff yes, on the, the site. Yes, all my episodes are so, there, um, but uh, Brian Scott is on YouTube. That's where, that's where I get the most uh, following is for my YouTube channel. <laughs> but I have okay, also great. a podcast. People don't have to watch it on YouTube. It's podcast, freely available. All my meditations. I don't sell any of my meditations. So, <laughs> so I feel you're like you're the guy to ask this right now. So. Sure. A lot of people awakening or next level of awakening. A lot of people, this is mm-hmm. new stuff. I just had someone email me, kind of a long thing, you know, but they're opening spiritually. What do I do? Right. And yet there's also a lot of misinformation. What is your suggestion and what helped you navigating the path to know what is more life enhancing or better information? You know, what, what, what do you suggest to people that are now starting to awaken and, looking for answers. You, you, you will probably get information from a lot of different sources that will help you. But ultimately, okay. the truth that you will get along the way that will help you the most is within. Mm-hmm. And so going through the process of learning about who you are going within is where you'll find the, the greatest realization. A lot of times for people that are awakening, the, the number one roadblock when I start, and as you probably know, I need them to acknowledge that everything is their fault or their responsibility, that everything around them and the whole world that they've been in. uh, When people come to that realization, it seems like they awaken much faster. When people come, when people will are not willing to acknowledge that everything in their world is, is their own creation. uh, It seems like it takes a little bit longer when everybody's looking outside of themselves for the answer. Uh, it's mm-hmm. so when people figure out that everything is within, that seems like to be the biggest key. And it's a simple lesson, 
but it's a, um, but mm-hmm. there are several steps along the way. And I think ultimately, uh, People think that, oh, I got to do this thing or I got to do this thing or maybe I got to do this right. I think that the, 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 the awakening happens naturally and, and will unfold within each of us probably a little bit differently. And you're not doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. You're not doing it incorrectly. That, that there's, you're not getting graded. Uh, it's coming to you by grace in many ways. It's what is going to happen to you. There's, it's not something that you have to go out and try to do the right way. But you're not going to do it if you think that everything outside of you is – outside of you and outside of your own control. So it's a big realization, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Well, that's interesting, outside of you and outside of your own control. So there is this self-responsibility, self-accountability that you say is integral to this. I do. I do believe that. A lot of people Mm -hmm. are trained religiously that that there's this God that's sitting in this chair with a long gray beard outside of us. And when we say the word God, it's somebody else. When in actuality, I think awakening is when the, when the God that we are, we are God. We are all God, and we are awakening. That's the word awakening is God who is awakening within us. God has been in sleep inside of you all this time, awakens while you sleep. But that to me is my awakening was that, that God is awakening. So that is not going to, he's not going to, or she's not going to awaken until you acknowledge that the whole vast world is just your imagination within. Yeah. I love that because it's not that something's being done to us. And I think that that's the shift. Right. You're not being awoken. Right. You are awakening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not. Right the earth or God. I always call it the Santa Claus God because it's always the same one. He somehow has a beard and long hair up there <laughs> somewhere Right. in a big chair, I guess. Um, kind of right. like Abraham Lincoln sitting in a chair. I mean, with the, um, Jesus in the Bible, when he's arguing, when they're about to send him to, to be crucified, he's saying, he's not saying I'm the only God. He's saying, doesn't my, doesn't the Bible say that you're God? We're all God. People never talk about it. There are numerous passages in the Bible that are affirming in Exodus. God's name is I am. We are all God. It's confirmed in the Bible, 100%. If people need biblical confirmation, obviously sometimes people don't. But it's a huge and bizarre concept for people to accept. But you are God. We are all God. We came here. God purposely forgot and and chose to come into uh, this world to experience it in every way, shape, and form. We're not, we don't have to be perfect. We don't have to um, do things. It's not all, everything, everybody does everything. So we're just awakening within to who we really are. I love that, who we really are. You also talk about creator or creativity that we're these creators. And I, to me, again, yes. if I think if we, I like looking at that lens because. I know sometimes that we're accountability, responsibility, people shirk. But that idea that we're creating yes. our reality, we're, we're co-creating this. We are. Okay. Can you and it's touch a, on that a bit? It's a mindset change. Yeah, it's a, it's a okay. real mindset change if we're creating a reality. And if you talk to somebody for long enough, they're eventually going to acknowledge, okay, well, yeah, this reality is mine. And a lot of people don't want to admit it. But then once you realize, hey, I can create my own reality – well, big problem is people aren't very creative. 
you know, uh, uh, people haven't gone through that process. Maybe they haven't been creative. So once you turn on that part of your imagination inside of you that just simply creates, then you gain greater power to create your reality. I have a 30-day uh, uh, challenge that is mind-blowing that for me every time it seems simple, and I challenge anybody, perfect time to do it right now. Every day, just create something for 30 straight days. It can be just a stick figure on a piece of paper. It could be a new, a new recipe that you cook in the kitchen. Uh, but, but challenge yourself for 30 days, I'm going to create something new. And then eventually you're going to be creating something over several days. And eventually you're going to be an artist, a musician, a writer. Something will happen. Some switch will get clicked on. And once we come from that creative place, that's when we, I feel that the being inside of me is most excited. We're here to create. We, we have this eternal artist inside of us that just desperately wants to have fun creating on this incredible world around us. And so when we acknowledge that and become aware of it, I think that it's a big, it's a big mind shift change and it allows you to create your reality as well. You're not going to create a reality if you don't even create anything in your life. Yeah. Now I'm wondering, Brian, do you suggest this? Cause sometimes people have difficulty or challenges and sometimes trouble with the bigger things or what they really want. It sounds like right. what you're suggesting might even be a good exercise to get used to people for people to get used to creating and to prove to themselves that this works. It well, does. What are your it, thoughts it, it on that? Does. It gets, does. Okay. People are just, uh, when, when they start to create, are, are too critical. Oh, that stick figure looks bad. Oh, that song is terrible. Uh, and so that's part of the process, just requiring yourself to create every day. You, you, you divorce yourself from that critical ego that's trying to stop you from creating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm wondering, that's an interesting thing. I invite everyone to do that or take a pause, especially if you've been wanting to create something, manifest something in your life. Um, maybe it is like mm-hmm. rolling it back, like Brian's saying, right, Brian? Maybe it is like rolling it back and start using these principles in small ways. You know, there's always the proverbial, if yeah. you're driving, you know, the parking space. But something. Mm-hmm. what would be some things that people could tr- – practice this on in 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 general i don't recommend trying to manifest the small stuff because it can work okay i i i I say it's about identity and assumption and then you're going to start seeing a string of all that stuff uh you you manifest who you are really in many ways. Mm. So yeah, you can get the coffee and stuff. And, 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 and when I have people do those exercises, it's good, but ultimately uh, it, it does give you the proof that you need. Some people need right. to believe. And so the belief okay. structure in them, so you can do that. So what you can do is imagine yourself getting a free cup of coffee, holding it in your hand and saying, thank you. If that's something that you want to do, and you will very likely do it, but uh, and if somebody uh, needs to do it, but I don't, you know, it's 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 in most cases I haven't had to, um, you know, it's not something that is super important uh, because people will do it. But what is your experience with that when you teach people to do small manifestations? Does it work for you? Oh, well, I don't really teach that. I thought that's what you were saying. So, no, um, 
I think that idea of just getting to like you were talking about creating or being that creator, how would you su- right. suggest to get people to see um I think those smaller manifestations just start happening because you start living that way. I know it does for me. I just know I have a strong intention about something and it's all, it's there, you know, it just shows up. And so time and time again, so I've come to believe that. But what were you suggesting then with saying the creator to get people not only more connected to the creator or creator part of their being, their aspect of being, but to use that part more. I, I just recommend becoming the artist that you are. There's something inside of you that wants to create something. It could be drawing. Mm-hmm. It could be painting. It could be making a song. Expand your idea of what creating is. It could be making a garden. Okay. It could be cooking uh, a completely brand new dish. It could be fixing mm-hmm. the front okay. of the house. Accept that, that, that there's a creative part of you and embrace it and follow it. It helps you to find your purpose. It helps you to find out what are your, your goals and, and your desires, the process of learning what kind of a creator you are. If you don't know, then experiment with all this stuff. And then one of those things mm. is going to light you up and it's going to mm-hmm. lead you down a path that's going to open up other things in your mind and your, in your process of what you're doing. Okay. And Tammy in the chat is saying this is why keeping a gratitude journal creates a grateful life. It creates a practice. So it could be even be creating that. Okay. So you're basically saying really it's about getting in touch with that part and and just being more self-expressive, more creative. And it sounds like just experiment with it. Just be in the joy of doing it, just trying different things creatively. It's a very common thing as when people come to me and say, I, I, I've been doing this stuff. I can't manifest anything. I can't create anything. I can't change my own reality. And a lot of those people have not explored their own creativity. So it's not the biggest problem that we have is that we've learned from childhood is that we, we got to be great creators and we judge our works. We criticize it. So then we stop. We draw a painting that's, that we in ourselves thinks is kind of ugly. We'd never want to show anybody else. We criticize mm-hmm. it and then we shrink that little part of us down. So finding a way to create without judgment over a long period of time, then you're going to start seeing stuff that you really like about what you created. And it's just finding a way to open that up that part of you that is a creator because we all are. Even the rancher that's mm-hmm. listening right now is driving around on their land that's never created anything. I promise you, you can create something. There's a part of you that wants to create I think that that's what we're here for is to create. That's the beauty of what we're mm-hmm. of this dimension that we're in. I would definitely agree. And we're in that creative economy. So it's a perfect time and creative collaboration, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, we have mm-hmm. people, we have AIs taking over robots, taking over. You want to go get a job and, and they're going to take over your job, but they're not going to take away your creativity. So if you learn how to create eventually, that's going to lead to something right now in this economy that you want. So there is, there is financial benefits to it, but don't start with that. Just start for right. the fun of it. Yeah. Boy, and that's that, – oh, my gosh, Brian, that is such good advice, and I feel for so many people, because we've been trained, it can be hard to do. Like, what's the outcome? What's the payoff? Yeah. They're wanting, you know, that, that exactly. left side of the brain. We Give me that. Do you know, the easy. 
Mm-hmm. We always think in terms of cost-benefit um, analysis for everything that we do. That's the economy that we're in. That's the world that we've been raised in. It just is. Mm-hmm. And creativity is not a cost-benefit analysis. It's about beauty and joy that you find within when you tap into that creativity. So people that are in that cost-benefit analysis thinking are not going to create in the same way. So it is. There's a process. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like this time where, we're, where the turning point is getting to that, is getting connected to that, living that way, because a lot comes from that, you know, a, a lot, um, it's, you know, and you, you said earlier, the mindset, it's a, it creates a mind shift, which opens you True. more to abundance. Absolutely. Creativity, I'm, I'm sure you found, opens you more to living abundantly. Absolutely. What do you feel... And you call this the reality revolution in your book. I love that, the reality revolution. Is it revolutionizing reality as we know it? Is it making it more, you know, that it's amorphous, we're able to, the reality that we're able to morph it, that we're all morphing it, that we're all in this? What would you say are some of the components of this revolution? Well, the the the. proposal that I'm giving, the idea that I'm giving is that we are going through a reality revolution. So think back to the 90s or early 2000 when, when we would imagine or visualize something and then we would see it come into our world. It might have taken six months to a year, but now we're seeing it within a week. Our minds are becoming more and more powerful. And that's for the whole planet, for everybody. So what we're seeing, the, planet, the, the world is getting crazier because people's fears are being manifest all the time. And so it's out of control. So now we're being forced into our homes to get control of it. <laughs> so yeah. what's happening is like the, placebo, like the placebo effect. It's becoming so powerful that they can't, uh, they cannot, hold on one second. I got that cop. I'm self-isolated. So uh, you never know. But, um, okay. but, um, people are starting to notice the placebo effect is so powerful that when they do studies on different drugs that they can't get a positive um, feedback because the placebo is so powerful. And we're seeing it scientifically. More and more people are having control over their bodies and minds and the world around them. And it's happening more and more. Dr. Joe Dispenza's books show this. And I can feel it. I can see it all the time. Mm -hmm. I see the world changing. We're in a reality revolution. It's uh, the more people awaken, we are becoming more powerful. Even people that have don't even believe in this are becoming powerful and creating realities. We're getting, we're getting political situations. We're getting warlike situations. The whole planet is going slowly, much more intense and crazy because our thoughts are being manifest. So I felt an obligation when I, when I felt this realization, I was like, we need to create a reality revolution with an awareness of this so that we can change it and choose love over fear, choose creativity and love mm-hmm. over fear. Those are, that mm-hmm. is, we're at an essential point right now and we need to become aware of it. We can do this. We can use this new reality revolution to create a reality for all of us that can completely change the world. And we need to realize that we're in it right now. And you you will find it. Your, your thoughts will be continually, you, you can, Whatever you think starts seeing wow. validation around you all the time. And as you do that, right. we need to come together and create a world 
that is beyond anything that we can imagine with this realization. And I think we can do that. I do too. So really in a way, this time, this dip, this reset is, it sounds like it's a good time to harness this, you know, come to the awareness. Okay. Your mind is producing so much stuff. Now, now it's about learning how to harness this. Uh, By the way, Brian, when is your book out and when it, where is it, when is it out and when is it available? It's uh, it's out on March 31st. It'll be available on Amazon and, and most bookstores around that time. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So everybody's getting a little bit of a precursor. We're going to order that. I'm a big proponent of tools. You know, I've got my, yeah. um, my, my book, CDs, online, Kindle, whatever, all of it, YouTube. It's like, because um, I find too, if I put that I need to know this or, or I want a confirmation or I start thinking about something, then there's all the resources mm-hmm. to, help me understand it more or use it as a support or, you know, enlighten me on something right. or expand my awareness. So I think that's, um, yeah. So March 20, uh, March 31st, March 31st, you said. Yeah. And I really try to okay. look at the physics of this based on what our new concepts of physics were and how physics plays a role, our understanding of physics with this re- reality revolution. I tried to, try to figure out an answer to that in this book. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty interesting. I also looked at uh, several genres of books that discuss actually maneuvering through parallel realities like reality transurfing and mm-hmm. uh, parallel reality surfing by Frederick Dotson. And the, it's a real thing. And once you yeah. understand and accept this idea that we are multidimensional and that mm-hmm. whatever reality that you want exists right now and you can just move into it, it's a really amazing and exciting idea. And we need those manuals because it's not just about a few of us doing this, knowing this and doing this. It's getting it more in the mainstream consciousness. So the fabric supports more of this, right? That's, I think that's one of the things I'm not sure. I think, right. More people are kind of waking up to that. It's not, we're going to be disappearing somewhere. It's like, no, this has to be in the fabric. The game's changed. You know, this has to be in the fabric of existence of how we live and exist, how we co-create. It is. It is the fabric of existence. Like it or not, it is (laughs) the way the universe works, you know? And so we have to accept this reality that we're in. There are several implications to it, but it's also incredibly Mm. exciting. Uh, for and it's empowering. Sometimes people will not start doing this unless they know the the science behind it. And so, yeah, um, they're all all it, parallel realities that we're talking about is legitimate physics that that legitimate physicists, not woo woo, accept as a real thing. And there are dynamics to this that relate to all the little stuff that we've been doing all along in our meditations and manifestations. Yeah. And now it's extending it out, making it more mainstream, make more people aware of it and living this way. Oh, yeah, Brian, this has yeah. been wonderful, absolutely. enlightening conversation, awakening conversation. Um, thank you for being on the program. And you come back anytime you want to thank share you. anything. Um, when your book comes out, too, come back. Um, I think a lot of people have really gotten a lot by what you have to share. So thank you for taking the time to come on the program. Thank you. It was nice to meet you. Thank you. You too. Much peace. 
All right, that was Brian Scott, and we were diving in a bit to his book that's coming out March 31st, which is The Reality Revolution, Mind-Blowing Movement to Hack Your Reality. You can find out more information by going to therealityrevolution.com or his YouTube channel, Brian Scott. Wow. Awesome. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, you can pre-order on Amazon. Okay, I just did. You just did, Tammy. Great. Okay, so you can also pre-order. Love what he was sharing and love what you all are sharing, too. Thanks for being on this journey with me. I so appreciate it. And if you want to connect further, soulplayground.life, Awake Meetings with Michelle Mache here every Wednesday. If you're new, we'll be back here next Wednesday as well. Um, between 12 and about 12.45, 12.50 is when we do the call-in and the readings, if you want to know that. And my YouTube channel, uh, Soul Insights with Michelle Mache, and, of course, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Oh, until next time, continue to shine your light, share your insights, and, of course, everyone, keep awake. I'm Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you awake?